Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds, speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 54. And this one goes out to JP Reigns, Brian Erlacher of Behind the Bench. It's a football player, Tom, for your Chicago Bears. Um, shout out, JP Reigns. What's up, everybody? Episode 54. The boys are back in action. Uh, myself, Alex Schmino, and Tommy. It is a duo show today roberto again behind the scenes and mason monet savage is out uh today enjoying a nice wolves game uh at the moment right now without any further ado let me hand it over to my co-host tonight tommy (laughs) thomas vlahos what's up buddy you actually have to start calling me thomas now i'm gonna get completely rid of tommy as i get older my dad wants me to say thomas Instead of Tommy, actually, he's coming Thomas. into the building right now. But Thomas. sticking with the city of Chicago, and I know I want him to hear it. He's in the background. Number 54, Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant. Jim. Horace about, Grant, the last how dance, about, baby. How about that How about one? them apples? Horace Grant is, was a beaut back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, Polly. Can't hear you, Jim. I know. He's got, I got my earphones on. <laughs> okay, he was, he, Grant could play a three, four, or five on defense. Yeah. Even a you, two. you know what I think we need to do, Tom, is what? we need to start clipping every time Polly has bombed the podcast. I think that it, guy has like, it's almost it's almost more than me saying tell his cup. Like the not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh it is god. good. Hey, it is good to see you. A dual dual action. Maybe next week we we can get a vacation, but no, I'm kidding. Roberto's busy. Mason, like you said, we got boots on the ground for the Wolves subbury game or Wolves boots game, Jesus. on the ground. Yes, Wolves Greyhounds game. Um, everything's good, my hand, Chim. It is absolutely crazy, and it's. I think it finally hit me in the face that we are graduating university. Okay, we got that email today. It's going to be in person for graduation, June second. Special day, not, not just for graduation, but it's my mom's birthday as well. So, a little bit of a plug you don't there. You don't say she wasn't very happy that's on her birthday, but she gets to spend graduation and her birthday. Um, other than that, dude, good to see you. Nothing else. Well, I'm sure we'll get into some laughs and some topics right now. So <laughs> <laughs> besides you giving me the absolute giggles before we start recording. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh... good. You know, you notice my lighting? I got a little ring light kicking right now. Yeah, yeah, no, looks good, buddy. Looks good. Uh, it's better you used to go like in and out of like the Literally. dark room back in yeah. back in the in the day. Well, back in the day, it was like a couple episodes ago. But uh my end, everything's going good. Uh, like you said, Tom, school is the you know, you see that final stretch of light at the end of the tunnel. I could care less uh at this point. Like like it's unreal how once you get to like fourth year it's just like anything just to get through the year just yes get through the year 
And what did you tell me a couple of days ago? Because we have a lot of listeners that are obviously our friends and obviously know how you are as a student. So explain to everybody the difference of Alex Trevino in first year and fourth year. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> I would go to, especially my, my class has a take-home exam. So you don't really, like, and we get the slides, okay? So I go, I first year, Alex sort of went to the lecture feverishly taking notes at the Fraser <laughs> Auditorium, which is one of the worst spots to go and take notes because if you're a lefty, they don't make the lefty panels for you yeah, when James you sit Harden. down. Yeah, they don't. Brutal. So you got to sit, take up two seats now to flip the right-handed side for the other seat beside you to put it on your left-hand side. Now, fourth-year Alex goes in and enjoys the lecture. Like, he would go enjoy your local play or your local movie. He would sit down, grab a drink, which is a water because it's 8.30 in the morning, and just watch and enjoy the lecture for what it is. And we'll look at the slides later. That's that is the difference. That Completely is the difference. different. I'm, I'm proud of you. You said theater, and it got me thinking. Did you ever end up going to watch Spider Man? No, I didn't. I oh. did not. I gotta go watch oh. Spider Man. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I got uh, Batman's out too. I haven't yes, heard yes, any reviews yeah. on on Batman yet. I've Easy, never been uh, a Batman guy though. I, never no, really I, got into it. I'm a, I'm Sp- Spider Man was the OG for me always. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was about it. That was my only. Like, what was Uncle story. Ben's line in Spider Man there? Um, great power comes great responsibility. Thank you. What a quote, Uncle Ben. What a quote. What a quote. Um, other than that, our hockey team, Tom. Oh, our hockey team. Um, we uh, we had two big wins against Nickel City since the last time we came on. Yeah. And then we stunk the joint last night, yep. um, which is okay. Those games are going to happen. Um, we are headed to playoffs in a week. Playoffs. Uh, playoffs talking about play next week. You're gonna hear a very amped up uh behind the bench crew, especially Tom and myself, because we are getting ready for the playoffs. We're getting ready to run through brick walls and win <laughs> championships. Um, we are off to the bay though. My my new city, my new city. I'm coming home uh to North Bay. Uh, this, this weekend. weekend, yeah, we'll yeah, have some this fun. It's, this is kind of like the end of the era, though. Maybe, possibly, hopefully, we can you know win the tournament weekend for playoffs and still be able to travel. But but this could be the last, the last road weekie, trip. It could the be the last road trip. Let's hope not. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, boys have a huge weekend. We got to build up some momentum for playoffs. Everyone's got to start buying into the system. Um, you know. You fifteen, you fifteen, fifteen year old guy. You know, remember when we were fifteen heads? You know, you get you're thinking of a thousand different things. So, so I hope yeah. they uh, they dial it in here. Yeah, well said, dude. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it's just it's been nonstop. Like there is not a, a second to breathe. Uh, especially with how we have played like mm-hmm. what twelve games, thirteen games in two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two weeks, uh, like two weeks and a half. Ridiculous. Yeah. We have it's like the, we're we averaging like four games a week. Yeah, we haven't really practiced. It's just been games, which is all right. I like I I I prefer being a coach for games rather than practices. But yeah, a hundred percent. There's less likability that you're gonna tumble down uh, <laughs> the bench rather than on the ice, which I average at least once a practice. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, just not paying attention out there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's let's get on with the episode into the weekly lift. We go.
And the first topic, Tom. So we did say we're gonna hold off and and try and surprise each other, but yeah. this might we might have the same topic here to talk about. And it's it would the be goddamn, crazy. it's the goddamn gas prices. Yeah, <laughs> it's the gas prices. Yeah, I, I, I am beside myself. I fill up. I fill up. Back in the day, I used to fill up my Ford Escape 2011. For like Thirty-five bucks, forty bucks. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. fifty bucks. It'd be like okay. fifty, fifty-five bucks. To get me a full tank, a full tank. It's like forty-five liters ish, forty. It, depending on the day, usually I fill up at a quarter tank, so about 40 liters. Okay. I paid $80. Oh. My last fill up, which was like one, when it was at like 186. The gas prices today, Tom, yeah, it's, 197. It's, I know, dude. I hey, know. hey, government. Hey, I'm 22. Hello. I don't make this type of money. Nobody <laughs> makes this type of money. What are we doing? Yeah, these are people. We need cars to drive. Chimino, my mom's Audi. Oh, Q, Q7, a guzzler. Like I, when I filled it up, it wasn't the 180s. I think it was like gas was still a dollar seventy. Anyways, but she gets the premium stuff, so let's just call it the same as it is now. 160, 70 bucks, Jim. Easy. And guys that have trucks, easily $200, $210 now. Like, and for people that travel from like, I don't know, 30, 40 kilometers a day from downtown to Garson or downtown to the valley, like whatever, you're filling up once a week. That's, and then you're out at night driving your kids to hockey, whatever the case may be. Groceries, this and that. I've been Probably filling up tank. once a week. Yeah. I never drive. You're off. Yeah, we know. A, a gas tank a week. 90 bucks for like mine and your cars that are supposed to be, uh, is it efficient? Fuel efficient is the word? Fuel efficient. And we're getting slapped in the face. I'll tell you I, this. Do, you, do you remember when I ranted like three months ago on my Tom's two minutes there about gas pricing being like a dollar ten or something? I yeah, miss those whatever. days. I miss yeah, those do you, days. Do you miss those days? I'm, they used to be below a dollar, dude. Like I still remember when I had tips. Started COVID. Started COVID. Started COVID. The lowest it was was 85, 88 cents. You remember so my it's old a Tiffany full CRV? Yeah. It was I when I had that car. It was it was below a dollar. I still remember yeah. that. Re- yeah. Rest in peace, Tiffany CRV. But yeah, yeah, crazy. And I, I, it's yeah. funny that we had the same topic. Like I don't know. Polly was trying to explain to me a little bit more. Is that um, maybe? Because obviously with the war going on, we're not importing as much from Russia. I don't know how that all works. I'm not really the most educated in that category. So that's why the gas prices are up. So who knows? Once maybe this is resolved, hopefully soon with this war going on in Russia, that gas prices will slowly go down. I don't know. You'd hope, but you know, it's a monopoly because people got to buy gas and just set it out, whatever. People kind of got to come and get it. I will tell you this. My next car will be electric, and I don't care. Are you are you are you sure about that? I think so. I think okay. I can run the Escape uh, to to the ground and have mm-hmm. uh, enough money to buy an electric car. I'm I'm really I'm looking for it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm overpaying these gas prices. Yeah, run run your car. I'm gonna run my car to the ground. It's it's to me. Uh, not the smartest business decision buying a car at our age out of school for yep. 
um, you know, trying to save money to get at like now we you want to get into the housing market prices. Like that's a whole nother topic. Like it's it is ridiculous, right? Yeah. So a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I don't know what we're gonna do. Polly feels Polly feels bad for people our age, people my brother's age looking to buy a house. Like it, buying it, a house is like it's we're it's complaining like, about gas prices, but now it's like my, my brother's looking for a house. He can't find anything that's like reasonably price. reasonably yeah. priced. Like everything for three hundred. Get a closet for four hundred thousand dollars. No kidding. Uh, post up a lamp in there. Maybe connect a Wi-Fi router. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's Anyways, awful. dude. It's awful. All right. Um, on to uh, some golf talk because we do have golf news coming. We're gonna just keep throwing golf talk in here. Um, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yeah. Um, Scotty Scheffler uh, wins again. It was like his second win in like four or five starts. Um, Scotty Scheffler is my guy to win the Masters. I have already sprinkled some dough on him. He is an absolute stud and is always in the mix to win. Also, Billy Horschel is my sleeper. Um, That guy uh, is also sneaky and always can find himself in it. So, okay. um, Bay Hill, a phenomenal course. Um, I've been there. I've been to an Arnold Palmer Invitational. What an experience. Yeah. What an experience. When I say, like, a year ago, sorry, a year ago when Bryson was driving that par five, mm-hmm. to that, like, 350, like, you, if you stood at the green where I went, where I was standing at the green, like it was unfathomable that someone would even try to drive it close to do the that. Green. Yeah. And I guess clearing it. So obviously he wasn't in this year because he's, he's bracing, but yeah. um, what a course, Tom, did you, did you catch any of the action? Any of the action? Um, I did. And you mentioned that you sprinkle a little money on Scotty Scheffler golf. And you can ask my brother this and anybody that bets on sports golf is the hardest sport to choose who is going to win because um, I'm not sure what Scheffler, what was he going into Sunday, Jim three, four back. I forget what he wasn't in the lead. Yeah. I think that was in the lead, right? Yeah. 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 But anyways, like he's, yeah, you would look at Scheffler and then he has pretty good odds, but you're like, yeah, but he's three, four back. There's no way he's going to win. And then he ends up winning, right? Like it, it is the hardest sport to choose who is going to come out on top. But I did catch some golf. It was a lot of people at minus five, minus six, back and forth. The whole back nine was actually exciting because there wasn't, oh, you know, one clear cut winner. Um, there could have been three or four people that could have won that day. So, but Scheffler's on some wave. He's, uh, he's been playing well. He had that playoff. Two weekends ago, I forget the tournament against Cantley, ended up beating him, his Ryder Cup buddy. So good pick on the Masters, dude. I don't, uh, I don't know yet for Masters. I kind of really like Justin Thomas just because he just got a new deal, a new sponsorship deal with Grayson, Grayson Golf. So maybe that's gonna give him a little, um, uh, a little bump. Yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, though, it's hard to choose. I just want entertaining golf for a Sunday rather than you know a guy that's six, seven shots leading. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. So, a great story from Bay Hill. Um, so a couple things like we, I, we, me, Carter Grace, 
uh, anti Zillio chemical and what there was for, for Kevin Zillio's a grad trip and Carter. Okay. Um, so went there and went to Bay Hill and it's like so cheap to go. It was awesome. Um, and we got to see all the players, we got a selfie with Ricky. Um, but if you've never been on a golf course during an actual tournament, you yeah. need to like be aware. Be yes. aware of the ball, be aware of all the people walking around you, and be aware for television wires. I think you know where this is going. Yeah. So we were uh, I forget what hole it was we were watching. We got Bubba Teen off on the other end. I'm at the green side. Um, I got Kev, all the good boys, their pa- Kev's parents are there too. Um, and I go to turn to go. Uh, and watch Bubba and walk over to the next hole, and I absolutely eat it. I hit the television wire and somersault all the way down the hill. <laughs> Pop up like a ninja, like stunned, making sure no one saw Dude, me. Why is it always you that falls everywhere? Like- it's crazy. My balance is horrocious. Her- That's a new <laughs> word we learned, horocious. Hor- horrible and atrocious. In the urban together. dictionary, so uh, I love it. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was wild. But yeah, uh, you got to go. Golf live is one of the best sports. Yeah, you can watch it is live. I so. I've been to a few RBC Canadian Opens, and it it just makes you appreciate how um, good they are. How good they are. Evan Evan McLean is actually going to the players this weekend. That's nasty. So he will be there this weekend. He's in uh, Fort Lauderdale right now, but it's only a four hour drive. He told me today. So yeah. he got some tickets and he's going with a couple of buddies to watch. So now see. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll win the, uh, I always put our names in for the lottery for the masters. Maybe one day we'll wake oh, up with man, an email saying, master. yeah, that would be, that would be unbelievable. Don't worry. I put your, I put, I put your name in for tickets. I love it. Love maybe it. I have Never to, know. maybe, I, maybe I've like, I've, I've struck out three times now. So maybe I'm going to delete your name because maybe yeah, you have yeah. a bad, bad police record or yeah, something yeah, so maybe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay oh no no for sure no for sure <laughs> um all right on to the only child northern update always started off with the susanta maria greyhounds they're tied at ones right now with the sabri arenas at, at sabri arenas oh my god the sabri wolves <laughs> oh, at the sabri yeah. arena uh one one so we're filming this on a monday night Oh my God! A Wednesday. Wow, dude. Dash too quick. Put your hat on forwards. Maybe that's gonna help you. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. Uh, they're tied one-one after one. They did take a shellacking from Windsor, seven-three, and a tough six-five loss to Sarnia um, from Benny Goge. So a little bit on the skid right now. Um, yeah. It's a big game for the boys. Now, Tom, I heard they're a little bit banged up. I'm not too sure about that. Yes. Can you, can you tell me? Uh, yes. About that? I, I'm not fully sure who was out, but from Ben, our boy Ben Leeson's at the game tonight. And the line combinations looks like the Sioux was running 10 forwards. Um, so a few guys hurt. I think, no, they had 11, but Mason was telling us one guy got hurt. So I think they're running 10 tonight. Um, it's not easy, Jim, playing short. And, you know, a long season, it's getting towards the end of it. Like, obviously, the top-end guys want to be out there all the time, but it's easy to play with 12 forwards and you have four lines rolling. So hopefully the Sioux can get healthy uh, before the playoffs and see what they can do. Because teams, team, teams will just wear you down, right, with the amount of bodies you have. Yeah, for sure. Um, on to North Bay, uh, an absolute wagon. Uh, they've only played two games since we've last 
uh, yep. recorded. And they did beat a Sudbury 9-2. That's a shellacking um, on March 3rd. And beat Kingston 4-2, who the Wolves also beat, which we'll get yeah. into. The um, Wolves got Kingston's North number. North Bay yeah. is so good. They're yeah. so good. And they play our Wolfers Friday. So maybe we can look to go yeah. get some little BTB content. What was I going to say? Dan Walker reposted a story. He goes to Waterloo University. Someone on North Bay, I forget the name, just committed to play for Waterloo. So oh, cool. um, maybe Dan knew him from his time there, told him about the program, this and that. So, um, yeah, not much on North Bay until I really see them. I haven't watched them too, too much this year. Yeah, I've seen them uh, once, not live, but on, uh, on TV. They're a nice team. They're a nice team. team. Um, On to the Wolfers. The Wolfers are, like we said, they're tied 1-1 right now. They did lose to Barry, which is a big game, 8-4. But beat Kingston 4-3 on the fourth. They have Kingston's number, um, which is interesting. Shane Wright was in town. Um, So that's uh, where they're at right now. Tom, what's your thoughts on... On Shane Wright, I've heard some rumblings like, "Don't get your oh, like he's not your your he's not a Connor McDavid like that's like he's not he's not that out and out number number one yeah, super he, superstar." I don't think he's a super superstar, but he will be an elite player. I think like you have to take in to consideration how young this guy actually is still, and still producing at a you know an effective level um, or at a high level, let's say. He, I, I believe he's a point per game. He could be even more than that. Jimmy, I think he's only 15, 16 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So do, do I think he's going to be Conor McDavid? Probably not. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be Conor McDavid. Conor McDavid was like absurd in the OHL gym. Like he was, you know, there was clips of him, um, Sportsnet, TSN, like weekly. Don't get me wrong. Shane Wright has, a, has had a few highlight reels this year, but um, n- n- no, no offense to the Subway Wolves here, but when Shane Wright and Kingston roll in to, to play the Wolves that are, you know, battling for a playoff spot. If that was Connor McDavid, it'd be a four or five point night and they'd win. Right. Yeah. Like Shane Wright should be able to take over that game and lead his team to a win, but don't get me wrong. He's still a phenomenal player. So, yeah. Um, let's go uh, to the standings. So in the East North Bay is in third uh, okay. Right now, they still have uh, are tied for the most games played um, at 54. They're two points behind Misty, who's in second, and four points behind Hamilton, who's in first, who's absolute wagon. Shout out Gio Biondi. Like we said, actually, Hamilton is on a 9-0 winning streak. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've won nine of their last 10 games. It looks like their tree deadline acquisitions oh, look nice. like it's working for them. At yeah. uh, North Bay, three and zero in the last three games, and uh, eight and two in the last ten. Okay. Subbury Wolves are in the ninth spot, and it's they are hurting on games at hand as Peterborough yeah, has. I mean, three games at hand uh, on them. They're behind two points on Peterborough, uh, so we need Peterborough to go on a skid, which is not good because Tom. In their last six, Peterborough is 5-0-1. In their last 10, 7-2-1. So they're kind of rolling right now. The yep. Wolves are 5-5 five and five in the last 10. We need to get a couple more wins in there. Every game matters now. 
they got to keep beating when they play Peter Pro Peterborough when they play Ottawa. They got to get those wins. Those are those are their big games. I'm not um, too sure if they play them anymore. I almost have to check their schedule. Uh, well, Tom, let's. You can do that. You can do that when yeah. I blare on about Shane Wright. So. Here's my player comparison, and I want you to chime in. If he goes to the Montreal Canadiens, I think he's very similar to what Nick Suzuki will be. A right-handed center, can play both ends of the puck, but I do think Shane Wright has him on skill. Now, if he goes to Arizona in that university rink that they're playing out of, will that be good? Like, you know, a young... Stud, first overall, 18 years old, 17 years old, coming into a university uh, ASU building. Maybe that's, like, the confidence he'll need to, like, feel like he's a part of the league at, a, you know, at an early age. Right. Get his confidence up. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, anyways, it is the lottery, so who knows if both those teams will lose even though they're at yeah. the bottom of the pack. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've, heard, I've heard the Patrice Bergeron, a very good two-way but I wouldn't say an out-and-out goal scorer. He's not going to put up a ton of points um, in his first couple of years. Yeah, in his first couple of years. But we'll see. The Wolves are in tough uh, the next few games. They play okay. North Bay twice. Okay. They play Missy. They have two games against Niagara, which are massive games. That's a team yeah. um, they're chasing. Uh, sorry, they're not chasing. Niagara's chasing them. Uh, they have four games. Games you need to win. They right. have four games in hand on the Wolves. Um, so they need to really buckle down uh, with Niagara. They play, let's see how many games, one, two, three, four games against Niagara. So basically you got to win all that. They have a game against Hamilton. That's the Gio Biondi return game, March 25th. Um, watch out, a game against Barry, which is huge. But they play Missy. They play the Sioux again, North Bay. Those are those are the the brunt of the teams they're playing next. So that's they're in tough. It's doable. Um, yeah. They play good against the Sioux um, and Missy. So we'll see what happens. But um, need some big wins over to the West where the Sioux's hanging out. Um, they are sitting in fourth. They uh, have fifty two games played, which is the second most in the conference. Um, they're a point back of Windsor, who Windsor seems to kind of have their number. Um, Lundo at 49 games played with 66 points. And Flint, your Flint Firebirds, at 53 games played the most in the West with 70 points. Yeah. Um, four points ahead of Lundo. Lundo does have four games in hand. But Flint absolutely rolling right now. Shout out Zach Giroux. Um, they're nasty, Tom. Yeah, and, and he's been playing well. Like, yeah. would you ever have thought that the Flint Firebirds would be leading in that conference, Jim? Absolutely not. Um, they're 6-2, 1-1 one in their last 10. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I want to note is Windsor is 7-1, one, 1-1. One, one. That, and that it to me, it feels like whoever's coming out of that conference is winning it all. Like, yeah. it feels and like that conference is loaded right up now, with teams. Tom, the shoe right yeah. now, kind of struggling right now. 4-4, four, 2-0. Four, um, yeah. in their last 10. So got to dial it back, dial down. Yeah. I think you they'll can, be okay. You can bend, but don't break. It's okay. That's right. They're, they're still going to be in the playoffs and anything can happen when it actually matters. Which, I mean, right. well, you always say that with my Leafs, right? So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think, uh, just yeah, have to get to the dance break. floor. Just gotta you get, have to get, yeah, got to get to the dance. So if the playoffs were to happen today, 
Okay. Tom. Um, you, so Sudbury would not be in it. Right. North Bay would be, it would be three versus six. So they would play Oshawa. Okay. Sue would play Guelph, who's kind of in Ooh. the same type of boat as the Sioux right now. So four, five, little four, five battle, little four, five battle. So that's where we're at right now, but everyone's got to get their games and there's still about 10, 15, sorry, 15 ish. Yeah. 15, 20 yeah. ish games for free for a lot of teams. So um, lots of, lots of games left, but it is crunch time. It's, it's playoff hockey for teams like Sudbury uh, and, and Peterborough for sure. Yes. And one league we haven't really talked too much about, but we had a previous guest on that is from the NOJHL. Shout out to the Sudbury Cubs who clinched a playoff spot. So maybe close to playoff time, um, whoever their matchup is, we can get a player on. For sure. To talk, they talk about they this. set up, I believe they're playing Elliott Lake. Elliott Lake, who okay. They're 6-0 and on, uh, on the season. Uh, okay. So they do play Elliot Lake. Yeah, and uh, they and they have they have a few players on that team that I coached during midget. So Pearson Showbush and uh, Mr. Shanks as well. So um, you know a lot of guys that we're familiar with just because they're a little bit younger than us. But and obviously Jeff's at the helm uh, on that team as well. So hundred percent shout out the Cubbies. All right, uh, on to our interview. Who we haven't told you who we're having Ooh, on yes, yet, and it yes. is Justin Brazil speaking about. OHL hockey. This guy won the scoring lead, uh, scoring title. Title. Thank you, Tom. Wow, that was <laughs> a blank and a half. Scoring title in the OHL. Um, guys, an absolute beast. He's playing in Providence and signed uh, a two-year deal there, right, Tom? Um, yeah. With the Providence Bruins. Um, so we'll send it off. And listen, disclaimer: I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom. I that is. Yeah, this interview in person, and we're gonna do it. We've already would be would be probably our best. And I I would even be okay with just like going clean slate, starting right off the hop again, uh, in person. But nonetheless, it's still a great interview, um, minus the the Zoom stuff. So we will send it off now to Justin Brazo. Enjoy. This individual was born and raised in New Liskert, Ontario. He was drafted into the Ontario Hockey League by the North Bay Battalion in the 13th round in 2014. During his four-year-long career in North Bay, this individual played in 268 games, tallying up 238 points, and not to mention in his last year with the team in 2018-2019, he was a team captain. I think that means left shoulder heavy. That year for him was pretty remarkable as these are the individual words he did achieve. OHL first all-star team, OHL most goals with 61, OHL overage player of the year, and OHL top scoring right winger. From here, this individual signed a two-year AHL contract with the Toronto Marlies, where he spent time with them and with their ECHL team of the Newfoundland Growlers. After after these two years were up, he signed a two-year contract just recently with the Providence Bruins of the AHL, where he is the current member of the Bruins and has been on a tear as of late with 10 points in his last nine games. We are pleased to welcome to the Behind the Bench podcast, Justin Brazo. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you guys doing? We're good. doing good. Talk Fuck, what, I gotta a, t- what an intro. Good God. Hey. That was, that was long-winded, yeah. eh? <laughs> Dude, Braz, Jim, Jim, doesn't, Jim doesn't let me do uh, like the bigger guests, so I'm pretty shocked he allowed me to do this one, but I think I did, well, I think I did pretty well. Hey Tom, I reward you. You, you got Braz. Hey, you got Braz. It was it, this was this has been a while in the make. You've been trying to get Braz for a while, um, but now, now we got him. Yeah. Uh, so Braz, what, what's going on right now? What where where are you at? 
Yeah, I'm just in Providence right now. We just uh, we got back from a road trip last night and just kind of hanging out, preparing. We got uh, in the next two weeks, I think we have some like eight games in 11 Jeez. days coming up or something like that. So just trying to get ready for that. All right, good stuff. Yeah, that's that's why it's like the four and four, eight eh, Tom, for for our kids. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's a little different at the AHL level. Yeah, I think so. Just just <laughs> just a slight. We've been getting a lot of ammo. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of ammo. Been reaching out, um, and they can't stop talking about COD. That's the number one thing from everyone. Call of Duty and Braz's Twitch stream. So take us through that. What what's that all about? <laughs> oh God! All right, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, we started getting into the COD a lot. I mean, I, me, Brad, Rogue, Ward, we were, we played a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of game battles uh, during the pandemic and stuff when we were kind of locked down. And I don't know. I got really into it and been playing a lot, started streaming a little bit, had to take a little pause on that, just waiting to get the uh, the PC upgraded here and we'll get going on the streaming. But no, it's it's been a lot of fun. I think uh, it's a good way to kill time away from the rink and, you know, kind of be feel like you're still with your buddies back home even though you know i'm in a different country far away yeah no doubt i, I like that little twist you put on that's good um i i also hear that like you go into depth like like you make game plans like prior to going online i hear there's like you know where to attack on on the map and stuff is there any truth to that yeah i mean i would say i'm the end game leader i would definitely say that <laughs> uh i don't know i think the, the competitive aspect of it's fun i mean being able to to kind of try to outthink your opponents. I don't think me and the squad necessarily outskill them all the time. So <laughs> I think if we can we can kind of outthink them, it's in our favor. Yeah. So it's safe to say, Braz isn't the first guy in the gulag. That that's that's a fact. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely the guy buying Elf back when he's in the gulag losing all the time. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I love that. Since, um, since we're on the topic of gaming, I wanted to ask you, like, did you used to play controller before and you just switched to PC? And, like, what's easier for you? Oh, I'm still on controller. So okay, PC, okay. you can plug your controller in. So, I, oh, okay. yeah, I couldn't imagine doing the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Like, I know Rogue. <laughs> rogue does it a little bit and I, I think he has a broken thumb right now and he's still managing to play on the keyboard but i don't know how to do it like it's crazy i can't do that yeah no doubt. no doubt okay let's uh let's let's start it off now braz obviously how did you really get into hockey and did you did you play any other sports growing up uh yeah i definitely did i think ever since i was a kid my parents said like you know kids play with trucks or whatever it was always for me like either a mini stick or a golf club so i've always I've always kind of been around the game. I've always loved it. I started really, really young. As soon as I could get on my skates, I could. My my uh my dad always had an outdoor rink in their backyard, so I was always buzzing around on that. So I think uh, hockey's hockey's kind of been with me since day one. And then growing up, I played a lot of like played a lot of golf in the summer times. Um, in high school, I played pretty much all the sports you could play. I was basketball, volleyball. Played badminton a little bit track and field for a little bit in grade nine didn't like the running so much so i kind of came <laughs> out pretty quick but uh um no i've kind of i've kind of always been a guy that i try to play a lot of different sports i think uh you know obviously i love hockey but i think if i focus hockey for 12 months like i'm always hockey 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 it's just kind of you know you need a you need a break you need to get away yeah, so i've always 100%. enjoyed playing basketball and stuff like with my buddies and golf all the time like i mean you guys saw me this summer i was oh yeah trying to be around the golf course as much as i can so uh yeah it's definitely like a nice way to kind of get away from the game and then 
I think what's nice in the summer is when you when you play those other sports, it gets you that, that hunger back, ready for the season. Like, okay, I'm ready to get back at this stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm so glad he said that because we're no you too because we coach um, U15s here, tri- AAAs, and it's hockey twelve months of the year. Like they just it, nonstop. Yeah. So I'm glad he said that. You got to have that type of break and kind of balance in your life, hundred percent. We also hear and we know you're a stick too. So we know you're gonna be a, a, on a bench brawl. You get to pick your partner. You know, I, I we've heard Elf wants to be a part of it. I know we'll we'll get into that a little bit later, but. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could, I don't know if Elf can be able to handle the pressure though. I know uh, <laughs> that's so true. That's Elf, so true. Elf is notorious for like a, a duck hook into into the berm right on one at the ID, sure. <laughs> or just spray I, uh, spray on the Elf. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen Elf in a couple matches. He starts out hot through nine holes, and then about fourteen, fifteen, it starts to get a little heated, and he starts crumbling. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. Oh man, that's too good. <laughs> Back to hockey, you know, growing up in, in New Lisk, what, what was minor hockey like for you? And and for you, you were able to stay uh, in your hometown and play all the way up to midget. We noticed a, a lot of kids, you know, maybe from Cap, New Lisk, they, they may move away um, to, to play hockey. What kind of kept you there? Um, I think honestly for me is I, growing up, I just played to like play with my buddies and have fun. Like I love the game. Like there was never an interest for me to go to North Bay and play triple a or go down South to play hockey. I mean, in the summertime, I know some buddies that would go and play like the the summer tournaments and stuff. And I think, I think I did it one summer for one tournament. And that was it. Like I just never had the interest to really go anywhere else I just loved playing hockey where I was from um, and I think that was a big part of it for me I for think sure. if I would have moved away and gone through the grind of like driving two three times a week to North Bay to play hockey being away from everybody I think I just kind of would have lost the interest for the game because at that point you're just like you're forcing it on yourself so no I played a hockey my whole life and I think also like I always thought this about golf too but like you have to learn how to score. You have to learn how to have the puck on your stick. Like if you're going to play these, just because you're playing AAA, if you're not playing that much, you're not having the puck on your stick, you're not making plays. Like you're basically learning how to be a grinder when you're right. nine, 10 years old. Like I just enjoyed having the puck on my stick and being the guy to make the play. So I think that was definitely a big part of it. Yeah. hundred percent. Love that. And as you mentioned, like obviously playing with your friends growing up and one of our former guests on the show and one of your good buddies and one of me and Shimino's good buddies as well is David Alford. So how was it like obviously growing up with that guy and playing on uh, a couple of teams with him? Yeah, I think me and Elf, so he's a year older than me. So I would have played with him basically every second year growing up. And right. our teams were always so good growing up, like a hockey. Obviously, I know it's not triple A or whatever, but I think uh, I actually have a great story about Elf. So I think we were in novice. I think it was novice. It was my first year novice, and we went undefeated the whole year. Like, didn't lose a game, whatever it was. We're playing in the last game of the year in the finals, and Elf grabs the puck. He's skating down towards our end. We thought, like, whatever, he's just bringing the puck back, and he ends up firing one home on our own goalie. (laughs) Scores an own goal and starts celebrating like he scored. No, we ended up losing the game like two one. That was like the only game we lost all year, is because I helped buried one in our own net. 
Oh my it god! Was that is it an all-time story. Oh my god, <laughs> that we, is all time. And one of our good buddies that we always golf with, so it's like me, Elf, and him. And he was the goalie, so we always let him have it about it. That he he scored on him and started celebrating. But oh no, my obviously, god. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun growing up with those guys and playing hockey and stuff. So it was it was always fun. Yeah, no, no, oh, that's an like, old. We've never heard that story he, from Alf. He, he keeps that one tucked away. <laughs> yeah, well, well, obviously. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, man. I couldn't even imagine what his like. Does he does he try to back it up, Raz? Like, like I don't even oh, know. No, he's fully. He, he just embraces it at this point. I think like, <laughs> he, he knows it. Oh, oh that's that. hilarious. That's awesome. Um, let, let's let's talk about now. Um, minor midget, and obviously, like. That year was so important for you because you had 67 points in 35 games. Would you say that was like your big break for you to get, like, obviously get through that year and get you to the next level? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think, uh, so like my minor midget year, we were, we weren't very good. Our, like the Cubs that year, we was whatever. And then I got drafted in North Bay. And then when I went to camp, like I was, I was not ready to go away and play like, they kind of were pushing me to play for the voodoos that year in the Noge. And I was like, I was not ready to leave home. I was not ready to play junior. Mm-hmm. So they told me like, when you go back, if you're going to go back and play midget, like you have to have a good year. And I think that was, it was like a big thing for me to prepare me for the OHL. Cause like, it's just, you know, when you're 15 years old, you're not quite ready to move away from home yet. I wouldn't like mm-hmm. it. Some people are, some people aren't. And I was not ready. And I think, forcing myself to have would have been a mistake so I think that was a big year just being able to have another year where I was kind of growing into my my frame and stuff too because like I remember my what was it the summer before my minor midget year we did like a fitness testing whatever for the Cubs and we, we did height and weight and I was 5'10 140 and then by the end of the year when I got drafted I was 6'2 180 and then by the next year, when I started my the second year midget, I was like 6'4", 180, 185, So Like I had a big growth spurt. I think that year of just playing with my body where I wasn't 5'10 anymore was, was not forcing myself to go play junior or something like that that I wasn't ready for. So I think that was a really big, uh, big part of my development. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that growth spurt is, is like nuts. Like not a lot of people go through that. So h- how much did your game change um, to, to fit your body type? Um, I don't know how much it actually changed. I think I was always a player who like, obviously like when you're 14, like 5'10", I was still a relatively big kid, but I wasn't like the biggest kid. But I, I kind of always played a similar game where I was never the fastest skater. I like was never quick. I always kind of used my my reach, my size, but obviously when you go from five, 10 to six, four, you have more of a reach and you have more of an ability to protect the puck with size. So I think just learning kind of where I could put pucks where I knew kids just weren't going to be able to take it from me and you can just leave them on your hip while you try to make the next play a big thing. Cause like I said, I always kind of played a similar game, but being six four, six five now, now I'm six seven. Like it, I can play that game, but I kind of know where I can keep pucks and people. Those are never going to touch them from me. Yeah, hundred percent. Turn into a monster. 
six seven. That's nuts. Jim, uh, you, you you need to eat whatever brats you eat in there. Oh Jesus Christ! I, I was I'm I'm a, I'm a little past that now, but yeah. Um, let's take it back to draft day. What was draft day like for you? We hear all the stories. So I, I like asking, what was everyone's yeah, draft day was, like for you? Yeah, I mean, draft day was weird. I think uh, obviously going into it, I I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew if I were to get picked, it was going to be a pretty late pick. So uh, me and my I remember me and my dad that day we went to a golf simulator was just trying to take your mind off it just go swing the club not look at your phone whatever happens happens type thing and um my my midget coach at the time he was traded like stan traded for him in his overage year in the ohl so he had known stan and uh so i kind of figured if it was gonna happen it was gonna be north bay and then i remember just sitting at home and I, had a, I got a call from a North Bay number like it was unknown but it just said North Bay Ontario so obviously your mind starts going and then you get the call saying that they just dropped you and it was obviously a, a pretty good feeling yeah no no doubt that that's pretty sick and we kind of hear a, a lot of that too is just taking your mind off it and uh and just going out and doing something taking your mind off it which which is cool and obviously you get to play for the, the notorious Stan Butler. Uh, you got any good Butler stories? Uh, people ask me this all the time. And honestly, <laughs> I have so many, but they're so hard to, they're so hard to think of like on the spot. I right. just, I think like there's like, there's a couple all timers. I don't know if I'm <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say, but uh, he's just, he's one of those guys who like, if, if you don't get bothered by him constantly being on you, like if you have that thick skin, he will push you and he will get as much as he can out of you. Like he will get every last little bit out of you. He's one of those types of coaches, but like if you take everything to heart and a little too personally, he can definitely kind of sit in the back of your mind and definitely affect the way you play. But I loved having him as a coach. I, uh, I'm extremely grateful for everything he's done for me. He, to this day, I still talk to them all the time. He's still pushing for me. So like, I have nothing but, but good things to say about Stan. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I like how you said, like he, he he's hard on you, but if you have that thick skin, like I remember when we had Shenny on, uh, Shenny told a story like he just walked in the room after a game and and he brought him into the office. And said, "What well, what the hell are you doing out there?" Yeah, type deal, and just kind of like giving him the gears. But if you had that thick skin, you're able to to get through it and and play for him. And he he rolled his guys, and he was I I I, I would say um. I'd like to get your opinion. Like he, he was pretty loyal to his guys. I would say like always would, uh, you know, in terms of playing time and trades, that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. He's, he's one of those coaches where if he is not barking at you all the time and he's not on top of you all the time, it's like a bad thing. Like the more he's on you, the more he's yelling, the more he's trying to get more to you. It's like, Hey, he's in my corner. He, he yeah. likes me. Like I'm doing good things here. So he's one of those coaches. And I remember, so one of my, I think it was my second year. I just finished up my second year and I hadn't had any, uh, I didn't get any offers to any like development camps or whatever. And then it was like August or whatever. And he pulls me in and I he had a phone call with the Columbus team and he got me a, a training camp, like with the, the prospect tournament or whatever it was. And then as he told me, like, I've, as I was leaving the room after he told me he got that, he goes, I hear him. He was trying to get a, Marcus McIver, he was a captain in North Bay like three years before. He had been in school for three or four years, like done 
no, like just playing CIS hockey. And he was trying to get him a tryout offer. So like, he's one of those coaches where you can be gone for four or five years and he's still in your corner pushing for you to get to the next level. If he believes in you, like, that's the big yeah. thing. I think if, if he doesn't have that belief in you that you really want it and that you can make it like he's not, he, he'll never lie. Like he'll never, he'll, he'll always tell you how it is and other teams, how it is, but he's one of those guys. You definitely want him in your corner. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And, and that squad growing up when, and playing with, with North Bay, you got to, you had Shenny and Dan Walker talk about a Northern trio. Um, what was it like playing with those guys? Uh-huh. <laughs> like an unbelievable guy. Like I love that guy. He, <laughs> He's unreal, man. Cam Walker is an absolute <laughs> specimen. I love like that guy. That guy will like my favorite line ever is like where he's like he always talks about he's like I'd rather fight a guy than score a goal. Like that's just Dan Walker to it to you right there. I mean, they're obviously great dudes. I I I never really played against them growing up. Like I don't remember playing them ever because I assume they played AAA and stuff, but. No, they they were they were a lot of fun. I still am really close to both of them. Uh, I obviously play COD and stuff with Shen all the time. And then I would say the last two or three summers, we've always tried to do like a me, Dan, Shenye, Moncada, Struthers. Like we always try to get together for a weekend or two and just kind of join back up because uh, it was you know obviously a lot of fun times in North Bay with those guys. Yeah, I love that. Love that. And. I, since you mentioned Dan and fighting, yeah, I was just into this, in London yeah. this past this past week this past weekend, Braz, and um, I went and watched Jacqueline play, and Dan's on Waterloo, and it ended up working out that Friday and Saturday. Western played Dan that plays for Waterloo, and yeah. obviously I, I've seen Dan grow up. I've you know he's he was always a year older than me, so I always caught him, but I always known him in the OHL as like a fighter and the, like similar to you. And I was watching the game against Brett and. Like he literally was like the Connor McDavid out there. Like he, I think he had seven, eight points in the Friday, Saturday, like in two games, he was out there for like every D zone, every O zone. And he like, nobody would come near him just because how big he was. And obviously there's no real fight in OUA. So he yeah. literally can do anything he wants out there, but he was like the biggest skill guy. And it was so funny because Jacqueline after the game was like every face off, it ended up like them lining up together. And Brett was like, literally told Dan, like, when did you get so good because like he was only he never like his skill was never really shown because he was always that fourth line or third line guy (laughs) but he he, he, honestly unbelievable shot like yeah and like honestly like i think the biggest thing with dan is like he didn't think he was a skill guy but like i would say like if you ask a lot of people on our team the last two or three training camps i was in north bay with him he's like mvp of training camp like most points like buzzing around the air like he said they Connor McDavid like he I think he had a lot more skill than he thought he did but like when this regular season came around it was just big bully cheap damn like I'm the sheriff <laughs> around here like like he I think he I think he had more skill than he showed and I think like you said the, the CIS like there's no real fighting or anything so and like Dominance. no one like you said no one wants to touch him like I remember I think it was game five my last year the game four he ended up fighting Niagara's goalie <laughs> like the big brawl in North Bay, like yep. huge fight, like literally fought the goalie. And then game five, like I remember nobody went near him. Like he would get the puck and like he kept saying, like, if we're gonna lose and we're gonna kick that out of the playoffs, like I'll hurt, like I'll get you. Like, you know what I mean? Like intimidate him. And I just remember him having the puck and no one would go near him and he was making plays and stuff. And it was like 
damn, like you can do this all the time. <laughs> but because he, like you said, he has an absolute bomb of a shot. Yeah. Like one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. Yeah. That's another guy, Jim, we have to get on. What a, like, just he would be hilarious. Just two different, like, I'm going to say careers from, like you said, OHL to fighting to now he's, he's actually <laughs> accepted, I think, a skill guy because he played power play, this and that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavy. yeah. We could do it. Yeah. Um, awesome. Braz, let's dive in more into that 2018, 2019 year. Obviously, that year that led you to get that contract with the Marlies and you getting 61 goals. And I mentioned in the intro all the accolades that you won. So, like, what was this year for you? And, like, what were you expecting even going into this year prior to it? Um, yeah, well, obviously it started off where I was at San Jose, uh, like the prospect camp and stuff. And my goal going into that camp was to get an NHL deal and it never ended up happening. So, um, when I went back, I just kind of went back with the mindset that like, I'm going to dominate because I, I believed in myself that I had the ability that year to make the jump to pro hockey and obviously it never happened. So, um, I had set some goals out for myself in the summer. If uh, if I was back in the OHL, I think uh, a big goal of mine was because at the time the North Bay record was 50 goals and it was set by Mike Amadio, who my first year in the league was my captain. So I was able to watch him kind of do that, which I think was a big thing for me. But my my big goal was, you know, to try to take that away from him um, when I went back. And I mean, I knew our team wasn't necessarily the, the greatest on paper, but I think I just kind of went in with the mindset of, you know, I'm going to try to do whatever I can to bring this team to the playoffs. And I knew they were going to be a young team going forward that in a couple of years, hopefully they were able to make the run like they're making this year right now. They're having a really good year. So yeah. I was just trying to kind of be a leader to the, the younger guys and kind of show them the way. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and, and you smashed the goal record um, by, by 11 tucks. Like, would you look at the schedule like and just be like, yeah, like here's two points here, four points. Like you knew it was coming, like or it was just like take it by game by game. Um, I think a little bit of both. I mean, uh, at the beginning of the year, I I, I always think the OHL. I think the beginning of the year, the first couple of months, it's more of like a balanced league. Yeah. Um, because there's no trades and stuff, and teams from the year before have unloaded and draft picks are coming in type of thing. So I think at the beginning, I was just you know, day by day, game by game, just trying to, you know, do whatever I could to to kind of produce and help the team out. But then I think definitely after Christmas is a little bit of if kind of circling the counter, calendar because, you know, some games are definitely going to be a little tougher than others. Like I remember when we played Niagara after the, after the trade deadline, I think they had their third line center had a hundred and some points that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was like, yeah. you look at that yeah. team and you're like, holy crap. So yeah. I think there's a little bit more circling there where you're kind of like, all right, like if I want to kind of keep on track for my goals here, I kind of have to to pick it up in these games. But no, I think I definitely went just try to go game by game, do whatever I could to help the team win really. Yeah, no doubt. I guess one question I'd like to ask from that, like is how different was the brass that year to like your, your rookie year? Like how big of a difference did you see in your game? Uh, really big. I mean, obviously I think the number one thing is just confidence. Like yeah. my, my first year, we, we had a, we had an okay team. Like we were third in the East or whatever, but I, I mean, if you look on paper, we, we weren't a three seed. We got, mm-hmm. we got carried pretty heavily by one line, a defense pairing and a goalie that year. Um, but you know, I think your first year, you're just trying to feel out the league and get a like understanding for, 
kind of what things in your game you need to get better at if you want to be a good player in that league. Um, and then I think for me, the biggest step for me was I think my second year where I had six goals or something like that at Christmas time. And then I kind of went home for Christmas. And when I came back, I was kind of like, I don't know, I had this confidence in me. Like I, I can play in this league and I can be a good player. And then I ended up getting, I think I finished the year with 22 goals. So I think I had 16 goals after the break or whatever it was, mm. 34 games. So I think that was a really big thing for me where after that, I was like, Hey, I can play here. I belong. I can be a really good player in this league. And then obviously just, I think growing into my body, um, I think my shot got a lot better as I went along. I think uh, my first couple of years, a lot of my goals were kind of in around the net, which they still are mm-hmm. obviously. But I think, uh, I became a little bit more of a threat from, you know, tops of the circle down rather than just like a little five foot area around the net. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of opened up some space for me and my line mates a little bit more. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Obviously six, seven, I, I mean, a 13 rounder doing what you did is like that. That's not common. Like not a lot of people do that, which is unbelievable. Um, obviously six, seven, big boy. Did you get any in any tilts or because you had Walker on the team. Did he take care of you? <laughs> No, he he took care of me my last year for sure. I mean, I've never I've I've never been a big fighter. Like, I mean, I'm not. I I've never like got into a fight, but like obviously I I play like a like a heavier game and stuff. But I've never been like that. But no, Dan Dan, we called him the sheriff, the captain. He was our protector my last year. So if anything happened, Dan was there for me. Oh That's man, so I love that. Um, w- one question uh, to I think it was your year. Maybe um, I'll ask to see if it was. Was that the year that you guys had to play? Was it a, a, a playoff game um, at the Sudbury Arena? Right? Yeah, that was my third year. So we, they, yeah, they had the curling world championships in North Bay. So I think we had to play game three in Sudbury. Yeah. The home game. Yeah, I, I remember that. I went to that game. I mean, the weirdest thing. <laughs> weirdest thing all time. I've never seen anything like that. It was nuts. Yeah. Especially when it's like your biggest rival, like you're supposed to be at a home game and then you're in your biggest rival city. It's like barred. you have no fans there cheering for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. If anybody from Sudbury went, they are probably cheering for Kingston. Yeah. I'll give the North Bay fans credit. Like, especially when anytime North Bay, especially it was playoffs when they were in and you guys were playing, they would bring like the town. To the arena, the Sudbury arena, oh, yeah. and yeah, like, like how how was it? Those fans are just and playing in North North Bay and Memorial Gardens. I love that rink. Yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, I think especially North Bay, like that rink is so loud. Like if you get some fans in there and they get loud, like it it seems way louder than I bet you it actually is. So it's awesome. Like especially my first year, I think it was. Yeah, it was definitely my first year. Like we got some pretty almost sold the crowds in there for playoffs and just so loud here and like the go troops go before like the, the anthem and stuff like that it was awesome my the fans there are, are so good i mean when even when you're out in the city and stuff they recognize you and they're like they're coming up and talking to you and stuff so everything about playing in north bay was was, was awesome before uh, we kind of wrap up north bay i want to ask you braz how was how was like your living arrangements your four years there did you have pretty good billets or were you living with guys on the team how to they were awesome yeah. No, I ended up getting uh 
billets who i was their first billet that they ever took in um they lived right on trout lake so it was awesome like right on the water um it was kind of nice because i had obviously never been through billeting and it was their first time ever doing it too so we kind of got to go through it together a little bit where it wasn't like they kind of knew what to expect and i did too so um no they were awesome i was there all four years um yeah, they, they were really, really good to me. I still am in contact with them all the time. Awesome. And, you know, if I go to North Bay, I'll probably end up being in North Bay quite a bit this summer. You know, I'll head out there and see them as much as I can. I went golf with them sometimes this summer, so it was awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. And let's talk about, like, obviously you signing your first pro deal. How was, like, that process? And, like, let's just run through that, Braz. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously uh, it's like a really exciting time for me. I think uh, when the season ended my last year, I kind of, my agent was talking to me a little bit and I just said, like, give me as much information as you can. Let me sit on it for a couple of days and kind of process everything that's happening. But, you know, it was a little, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Toronto obviously gave me a, a good offer and, you know, I think the development plan they put forth for me was, was a big part of the reason for me signing there. And uh, it was, it was a good process. No kidding. And you ended up absolutely tearing the ECHO with Newfoundland as well, getting 55 points in 57 games. And you made the, the rookie the rookie team or the rookie all-star? What, what was that? Rookie team, I think? I have it written down. I, I wanted to make sure I got it right. <laughs> was it was it rookie team? Or? Yeah, it's like the – I think it's the all-rookie all rookie team. So, yeah, I think it was like the all-rookie talk, team. Talk to us about that, Lee, because obviously we hear stuff from, you know, other podcasts around Twitter, this and that. Like, how was the ECHL for you? Yeah, I think that was a big thing for me just to kind of to break into pro hockey. I mean, obviously it's definitely a lot different than junior because um, you go from when I was 21 years old playing 16, 17, 18-year-olds to playing some 35, 40-year-olds who would, you know what I mean? Like, it's their job. Man. It's what they've done their whole career. Yeah, exactly. So um it was it was a big thing i think uh that year i had a lot of fun like that that team was one of the closest teams i've ever been on um like off the ice away from the rink obviously we had a really good team um it's unfortunate the way it ended with covid and stuff because i do think uh if if we got to play that year out i think we would have a really really good chance of winning it all winning the championship but uh no, it was definitely a good year just to kind of, you know, get started in pro hockey, kind of learn what it's all about, um, especially with the travel and stuff. We had a lot of crazy road trips, like no some, some of the, like I, I, every flight out of St. John's was obviously a fly out of there. Like every flight was at 4.30 in the morning. So we'd be at the airport at 2.33. Like, so I think just that stuff kind of preparing you for pro hockey, learning how to take care of your body, you know, try to get as, best prepared for a game as you can was a really big thing and just getting started with my pro career i could imagine imagine brad's just playing cod till 2 30 and then hopping on the plane <laughs> he's like ah, i'll probably i'll probably just sleep on the plane i'm good i'm just gonna stay up late with the boys and play cod. yeah yeah you don't need sleep at that point what's a two-hour nap gonna do there yeah, you go. exactly yeah. why, why go to why go to bed at 12 yeah, how 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 was St. John's? It I heard it's it's unreal there. It was a good time, nice city. There's some of the nicest people in the world out there in St. John's. Like it was it was so much fun to play out there, play hockey, especially when you're winning. Like when you're kind of able to enjoy yourself off the ice a little bit, um, and you don't have that stress of like losing games in the background. Like when you're winning games, like I think we had a 19 game one streak out there on home ice. So like yeah. being able to enjoy that a little bit was a lot of fun. George Streets, 
unbelievable. One of the best streets in the world, I would say. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's honestly, it's a beautiful city too. Like some yeah. of the, even when you're flying in and stuff, seeing all like the hills, like the, the different colored houses and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a great spot to live. Let's, uh, you mentioned Braz COVID and obviously unfortunate circumstances for everybody, but like, how did it affect you personally? And like, what were you doing? What were you doing during that time to, you know, try to stay on the ice and like work yeah, on your skills and stuff? Yeah, obviously it was pretty tough, especially being from New Westford where there, there's very limited stuff and the normal, right. everything, no COVID. So, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it was tough. I mean, I remember there's a guy back home. I was working out of his garage where he had like a squat rack and stuff and a little bit of space so i was working out of there as much as i could uh, i was in sudbury skating at rhp as much as i could with some of the guys um but yeah it was definitely tough i got i got a, like lucky in the sense where toronto we were they were able to open up the the gym and stuff for a bunch of like the players i think it was in september so i was home for like two months three months training kind of on my own and then I was able to be in Toronto for four months before this, the season started again. Um, so I, I got some good training in that way. But uh, it definitely sucked. Like I said, I think uh, I do think we would have won that year in the ECHL, which would have been nice because obviously in my last couple of years in North Bay, we didn't have the most successes when it came to winning and stuff. So I definitely, definitely would have been fun to do that. But I mean, obviously it affected everybody, like you said. So you just kind of have to roll with the punches and go with it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. What's off season look like uh, for you, Braz? Uh, like, where are you skating and and uh, working out? Um, I think in uh, obviously I I just resigned here, so I think I'm gonna be down a little bit down here, splitting time with uh, in Boston. I'll probably come down for a couple weeks and then head home. I'll probably end up being in North Bay a little bit more this summer. Um, just able to use the battalion gym and kind of train there and skate. I'll be in Sudbury. I'll come to Sudbury a couple times a week, probably for some of the skates are like the Drew and them. Uh, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, I'll just probably be back home, try to see some family a little bit, and then I'll yeah. get down back here to Providence or Boston, whatever it is, uh, probably like a month before the season and kind of get it going that way. Yeah, 100%. Braz, who, who kind of like motivated, like who, who's had the biggest impact, you say, on, on your game? Uh, like any, any people you could think of that had like a, a huge impact on, on your game? Um, I mean, obviously Stan, I would say for sure. He, he, other than my dad, I would say is my biggest believer. Um, he's been really, really big as far as kind of, he always tells me exactly what I need, like what he feels I need to do. Like he will never beat around the bush. He'll never yeah. be like, Oh, you're kind of good at this. Like, no, like if, <laughs> if you think something needs to change, he'll tell me straight yeah. up. Um, so it's, it's obviously a good thing because you never want to, like, I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be told something that people don't actually think. So it's, it's definitely a good thing. Um, obviously my, my parents, uh, I think just allowing me to kind of do this and growing up, kind of make my own choices where they never forced anything on me. They just let me do it because I enjoyed it. Um, but then my, my minor midget coach, I would say for sure growing up, because he was like, I remember being in like Adam or whatever, and he would run at like the hockey schools and stuff. And I was always, he always kind of took an interest in me because he knew, like, I think he saw something in me when I was really young. And then he, he was the reason I got drafted in the OHL because he had talked to Stan on draft and kind of said, 
to take the, take me and take wow. a chance on me. So, yeah, I would definitely say him. Yeah, that's wicked. That's wow. I, I didn't know that. that that's cool. Um, so you spent some time in Maine, and, and obviously that time with St. John's, and now you're playing with Providence. It, what, what's the biggest difference between the coast and, and the A you find? Um, I think just like the structure, like I think uh, I think in the ECHL it's a little bit. It is not quite in like on top of you as fast. Like it's not. It's weird. The game of hockey is weird. Like yeah. if you take a player in this league and a player in that league, and you tell them to skate in a straight line, like they'll they'll skate the same speed. But the game of hockey, like, the game up here is just so much faster than it is down there. Like people are in the right spots all the time. Like they don't make a lot of mistakes. So when you get that little window of an opportunity to make a play, like you have to make it right away. Otherwise, it's gone. Like then you. It's not there anymore. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing, just being able to hold on to the puck a little bit more down there. Have that extra split second to make a play is obviously a big thing. So I think just when you come up here, you have to get used to that and be able to adjust and make plays a little quicker. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's, uh, because obviously we mentioned earlier in the interview that you actually had a home game in the Sebri Arena, but we always ask this question to everyone and obviously any OHL player that's played in the Sebri Arena. Obviously there's talks about a new arena. So give us your thoughts on would you think Sebri needs a new arena? That's tough because I always up like growing up I'd play in the Sudbury rink, so I always thought it was like the cool rink, like wow, so cool the OHL <laughs> rink. But then after playing in the OHL, they could they could probably use an upgrade um as long as that stupid wolf doesn't do it okay because we, we always ask and yeah see i knew Torino's gonna lag in there laughing because everyone said braz that it's like for away teams it's obviously so annoying and it's like but it has to come with the new one now just because it's like tradition yeah i mean i guess i think the number one thing they gotta get rid of though is that goal horn it is way too loud. Like it's way too loud. Oh a couple times, like you'd be you'd be playing them, and then the goal horn would go off, and they're like, you can't hear anything anymore. Like, suck. That ring sucked to play in. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So, so the wolf, the guys hated it. Are you are you yourself like not a fan of the wolf? Ah, I just I just think it's like. I don't think a lot of the guys liked it. Um, I mean, obviously you don't notice it a ton, but then when you look up and you see it just like going across the middle of the ice, it's so it's a bit ridiculous. I think when when North when North Bay had their home game there, Brad, did they did they send a wolf for you guys when you guys scored? Or no, definitely not. I think that was. Like, I think they made sure that didn't happen. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that? Oh, that's oh. so good. That is so good. Jim, I want to dive into some golf talk with Braz now. Uh, like, obviously, you said you grew up playing the sport, but, like, is it just you're not so good, or did you, like, end up taking lessons at a young age? Like, because I, I obviously seen you at the range and at the ID lots, and, Jim, this guy's, like, we would probably get 11 shots each at a bench brawl. Like, we, we so know Braz, he's like, how stick. did you get so good? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think growing up, I got lucky where there was three or four of us that, like when we were 10, 11, 12, like in the summertime, our parents would drop us off at 9 a.m. And I remember getting picked up in the pitch block at like 10 at, 10 at night, like type thing where you're coming off 18 and you can just see like the headlights in the parking lot. You know, it's your parents like picking you up. So 
I think just playing so much growing up was definitely a big thing. I did take lessons when I was like, I don't know, 12 or whatever for a summer, but nothing like crazy. It was like once a week where we would just do like little things and kind of try to work on stuff. But I think, like, like I said, just playing so much golf is kind of like from a young age. I think that's the biggest thing. Like people, if you get into it a little too late, like it is a hard game to pick up. Like if you don't have it from a young age, it can be really hard to kind of naturally pick up. So I think that, that was definitely a big thing for me. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, can you just run through your yardages? Because I, I we hear that you hit the nine iron, 200 yards. And I know like Whitehead and, and also like you got to tone down your swing because you hit the ball too far, but let, let's hear, let's hear your yardages. Honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this summer because I just got brand new clubs. Like everything nice. in the bag just got switched out and I, I toned it down. Cause like my, I don't know what it was like the irons I have were like my gap wedge was like a 46. So it's like a standard pitching wedge. Off. So like I was hitting it, my gap wedge 160, 165. I did my pitching wedge 180. So I summer, but I think like my driver, I would say I'm, 315 320 and then i i i just bought a three wood so i have no idea how far that <laughs> i've never had a three wood before so it's it's definitely i think the first couple of rounds of summer it'll just i'll be standing over a ball i'm like oh this is a pitching wedge and i might be 25 yards short <laughs> not my old pitching wedge so it'll be kind of interesting to see that cool jim i think we got to catch braz like one week into the season with the new clubs. Yeah. Uh, that's a yeah. most opportune time. Yeah. Yeah. The only chance maybe yeah. the only chance maybe we'll get. Are, um are they fitted, Braz? Yeah, I got I went to like oh. a like a club champion or whatever it's called down here. Yeah. It, it cost me a little bit, but it was definitely worth it. Oh, it's worth and it. You just keep signing those eight deals. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You gotta keep them coming though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> wow. An A, an A deal, and obviously your point production now is going to lead you to a fucking NHL deal. So. Show deal, 100%. That's, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, love that. Um, right before we we uh, end this uh, here, Brad, we have a fast five. Um, it's five, five rapid-fire questions. First thing that comes to your mind, let it rip. Um, so we'll, we'll send it over to Tom yep. here. Okay. What's your favorite snack to have on the bus? Ooh, like a chocolate-covered almond or something like that. Okay. okay. What's your favorite movie? I'm, I'm a big Marvel guy, so I would say any of like, the Marvel series. Got okay. It. Okay. What's your favorite club in the golf bag? Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Dream. What's your dream travel destination? Anywhere in the world where you want to go? Damn, never thought of that one. Honestly, I'm not a big traveler, so I would say like, sounds stupid, but like, like a Dominican or like an Aruba or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Beach to get away, just get yeah, away yeah. for a week, get to see some sun, then get back. Maybe if there's like a nice golf resort, though, that'd be that'd be the spot. Okay. Okay. Like and what's your favorite Sudbury and North Bay restaurant? Ooh, North Bay. It's it's a, called Terry's Place. It's like a little breakfast breakfast spot we, i went there pretty much every day for four years <laughs> um sudbury i don't know i've never really gone out like to too many like 
dinner spots in Sudbury. Gotcha. Especially like, I think. What's the, the, the you can say the ID, place? I guess. The yeah, on, yeah, you know, no, the ID for sure. The ID Brecky. Yeah, ID Brecky's good. ID Brecky's good. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We're going with the ID for sure. What What's a uh, number one restaurant in New Lisker? <laughs> 20 in the lake. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Owned by my buddy. It's, it's a good spot right on the lake. It's, it's good food. Awesome. Love it. Good stuff. Well, listen, Brad, th- th- thanks for coming on the pod, dude. It's hilarious, man. We had a good time chatting with you. Um, next time we have you on, we'll do an in-person um, to get rid of this internet, dumbass, whatever's going on here. But uh, yeah, for sure. we'll, we'll do the in-person um, because I think, I, you know, it'd be even funnier than, than what this is going to be. But uh, yeah, th- thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll be uh, cheering you on, obviously. Um, keep it going, and uh, hopefully that show deal comes around soon. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. That was the interview with Justin Brazil. Tom. And that, that interview, yeah, me? thank you, dude. And that interview from Justin Brazil was sponsored by Silvercross. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by the best people from the Sudbury region. They sell new and recycled home and health care equipment. From stairlifts to scooters, you name them, they got them. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by first-class people in the name of Dean and Chantal Jacqueline, and they proudly serve North Bay, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course here in Sudbury where they are located on 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700 for any healthcare need, and they will hook you up. Boom. Justin Brazo interview, Jim. Like, for what this guy has accomplished for being, um, you know, a later round draft pick is is phenomenal. He he had that major growth, growth spurt uh, minor midget? Yeah. Yeah, right? he, I think he was listed at like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and then he just the grew. Now he's six seven. Did you did you ever have the opportunity? You must have when you played for North Bay. Did you ever watch him in the OHL? Yeah, I watched. Uh, uh, I'm sure I caught a few games. Um, obviously, uh, you know, a big boy who who's not a fighter, like you said, which is pretty yeah. pretty interesting. But yeah. just great mitts. Um, and it was just interesting, like how he, you know, he talking about just like having the puck. Like he was very like specific on like like holding on to the puck body, kind of body positioning yeah, yeah body, it was uh was cool to, to listen and some intel from from brett that obviously skated with him lots during the summer is and obviously brett's a big boy too he what he was telling me is it's like dude like you can't get the puck off him yeah when he starts reaching wide and using his body like he's like he mentioned in the interview like he's very very hard to take the puck off of that's why he you know he's in those tight areas using his body position that's why he's such an elite goal scorer and um obviously like you mentioned his mitts but uh looking forward to our golf match with him we kind of mentioned it off air i know he kind of announced his partner but we're not going to say it yet for a bench brawl we'll plan it we'll schedule it it'll be fun we'll get a camera crew because like you said braz is a braz is some character but kudos to him for what he's accomplished so far in his career 100 percent. shout out braz for sure Keep it going, buddy. Um, all right, on to me. Who performers of the week, Tom? Who do you got? Okay, I got a female that plays for the Nipissing Lakers women's hockey team. Okay, so we mentioned her in the Clavel interview during the SO Cup. This and that. Madison LeBurge had a hat trick as a D man 
Last game for the As a D-man, wow. As a D-man. They won, Chim. They won 3-2, and she had all three goals. Okay, so I think she was OUA Player of the Week. I'd have to check the post. Yep. But she had a hat trick, so she's my uh, she's my media performer. And we'll maybe look to get her on for the playoff run because North Bay, Nipissing girls. It's my team. school. That's my school. school. Go Lakers. It's your school. It's Nip your you. city. It's the city of, uh, what was I going to say, of teams that are wagons because North Bay Battalion is a wagon right now. But the women's team is i think second in their division i think toronto's ahead of them but they got some local talent as in local from the north um they have the leading point getter as well and maria dominico as well too i just took a look at the stats there so she's from north italian name right there yeah there you go well let's get one of them on tom to talk about the the season um and 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 then their playoff uh, push yeah yeah we can see what we can do 100 um all right my major performer is uh, Chloe Lacasse. So if you don't Ooh. know who Chloe Lacasse is, um, she is a, a Sudbury native soccer player. Um, she did represent Canada at the Arnold Clark Cup that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, one Benfica footballer of the year. So Benfica is a club um, in Europe where she where she plays their big uh, club on the men club on the men's uh, men's side as well they play in the Champions League and stuff and a great women's program too um, so she won a Benfica footballer of the year we need to get Chloe on too um, so c- congrats to Chloe Lacasse. Um, all right off to uh, the Cornies quiz we go and it's not going to be a quiz today it is um yes yes so yes Tommy yes. is a big uh like would you rather guys so we're gonna test this out see what uh, we do here so tom let's uh let's see these questions you got here okay obviously i'm gonna chime in but you're gonna have to answer these first i have one two three four five six of them okay six of them for you six okay? of them so the first would you rather question i have for you chim would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef chef okay because yeah. we're we're fortunate enough to have both you know me our mothers are you know God bless. very good at, at cooking and cleaning so you'd rather have a chef though yes um because i can clean i just okay. yeah i'm i can clean you know I, I i can do that for sure cooking you know yeah not the, the greatest clean- yeah, yeah, cleaning is a lot easier to learn as well. Like the the toilets, the baths, for sure, for sure. a lot easier to learn. And just cooking. having a chef saves a lot. Of, cooking takes a lot of time. Too. It does. It does. I it I enjoy co- I enjoy actually learning to cook. Mm-hmm. I I've, I I think I know a lot more than you how to cook. But I, I'm gonna go Probably. chef as well, because if it's like an actual personal chef, maybe they can make some mean platters. You know. So. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. Second question. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Now that's a little brain one for you. Well, I mean, 10 minutes into the future, yeah, I think can be pretty, pre- like not totally predictable, but you kind of know, like not a lot is going to change. And look at us like, 10 minutes from now, we're probably still going to be doing this podcast. Um, so You're right. I'm going to go know, 150 though. years because, one, I'm not going to be alive 150 okay. years now. So just to see what it's like. 
Okay. Um, see what my kids' life are going to be like. They're probably not even going to like that's that's a long time from now. So I right. would go 150 years into the future. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you. But the only way I would not is that, you know, obviously we're coaching this and that. Imagine like a third period, 12 minutes left in the game. You just fast forward 10 minutes. You just like know the outcome of the what, you know, if we won or not. Just so you can like prepare yourselves, like guys, don't worry, it's okay. We got a penalty. We're gonna end up winning anyway. Yeah, but then if you know that you're gonna lose, it sucks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Why did you even think about the 150 there? years? Nothing matters because you you don't have you don't hold the stake 150 years from now. Okay, fair. Next question. Okay, and it kind of goes back to the topic, our first topic of the day. You ready for this one? Would you rather always have a full phone battery? Or a full gas tank. Right now, before gas tank. Yeah. I I, I I hate it when my phone's close to dying and it's like glitching 10%. You're on FaceTime, this and that. And it's slowly going down to four. It doesn't had, cost much though to charge your phone. You're right. That gas, you have a full gas tank for life. You're set. Yeah, it feels good when you're in your car's full of gas too, eh? It's like you're like treating your vehicle oh, to like oh I gotta go to gas station. Like, you know, yeah, it, it's a chore, dude. It actually is sucks. It does. Sucks to see cleaning the windows numbers and numbers pump up and it's just oh I might as well get a car wash, you know. <laughs> yeah, all the salt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and then I go out and it's dirty again. <laughs> car washes in the winter, I've come to they're pointless. They're pointless. Yeah, they there's are. no point in getting a car wash in the winter. There. Um, okay, next one. This one's this one's a little. I don't even know what your answer is going to be here. Would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page over, or bite your tongue every time you eat? <laughs> I'll go. This? I'll go. I'll cheat. I'm gonna cheat here. I'm gonna go paper cut because okay. I'm. I don't read a ton, which okay. I should work on. But if I'm reading, it's usually like on a, on a computer, a okay, or a laptop. So then I wouldn't get a lot of paper cuts. But it okay. would still suck. But if you're eating your food and you bite, biting your tongue is one of the worst feelings in the world. It sucks. It makes you so like. I can deal with the paper cut, but when I bite my tongue, it like it's like, and then you think about it for like the next. 20 minutes how pissed off that you, you yeah for the next time. couple bites right yeah, yeah 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 all right all right uh would you rather win twenty five thousand dollars or your best friend win a hundred thousand dollars i don't know what the right answer is here it's like are you gonna be a little selfish to get 25 grand or are you gonna let like you know, your best friend win a hundred. Maybe he's even got to give you some. Well, you I think, you know, I would like to, you know, I like to see my friends succeed and there you go. Get a uh, hundred thousand bingos. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, you know, all I expect is a, all inclusive golf, golf trip. Uh, yeah. That's all. Okay. Okay. And last one I have for you. Okay. Would you rather stay the age you are physically forever or stay the way you are now financially forever. So what do you mean by like, like physically, like your age, like you don't. Yeah. Let's go age. Like let's you stay go, 22 for the rest of your life. Yeah. Physically. Like 
yeah, would you rather stay the age you are physically forever? Let's say 22 years old, forever, you know, perfect age, 21, 22 years old, or stay the way you are now financially forever, you know, not in teacher's college yet, right now, fourth university. I would, I would, I would, I would have to go stay, stay in my, stay at 22. I think that's yep. a no brainer. You know, we're students right now, not the best pay. So you still have a chance to get your pay yep. up. Now you, you don't get to age, which is great, you know, um, but yeah, that's you, true. You do. I, I don't know. I would, I would say, I would say the physical one. Yeah. Yeah. Just because obviously we're going to earn hopefully some good money in our life and have it spend you know on hopefully trips, we can you know buy stuff. for children yeah buy, buy a gas tank <laughs> you know buy gas you know buy a house not a closet you know what i mean <laughs> so um yeah that's all i got those are good those are yeah. good good job bud thanks man. um okay on to the btb hockey pool let's go to bah, 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 bah. what do we got here uh, let's go to the scores from last week. Last week. So first of all, let's talk about, um, we have three more weeks of the BTB hockey pool before playoffs, which means the trade deadline's coming in about a month. Um, but let's go to last week's score. I beat greener. Oh, okay. We got to take a, a pause here, Tom, in the BTB hockey pool. We got Mason Money Savage. Oh, he's coming tuning in, the game. in, which I'm thinking from the second intermission. Okay. Let's see. Mason Money Savage is coming into the podcast. Um, we'll see. He's connecting to audio uh, right now. We'll see what happens here. Okay. Waiting for He's walking down the stairs right now. Looking to connect. To, yeah, okay. We got audio connected. Mason Monet. Hey, we're coming live from the depths of the Sudbury Arena here. Uh, we've been meeting up here with our insiders. No, the insider. <laughs> the insider. I thought you had to record with Mace. We're recording right now so we can get the audio to Mace early. <laughs> yeah, and so, and Zach, so I can meet you for the lug game tonight, bud. Yeah, I'm ready, though. I'm visualizing yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your uh, opinion on Cole McKay out there right now? He's playing a grindy game. Yes, he's finishing his checks. It's uh, it's getting pretty rowdy. What there. what's the it score right now? Five two. Thank you. Five, five two. Who? Jack Thompson got one. Yeah. Oh, so Ooh. five two. What's our the left? Um, Coach Adelic. Coach. So yeah, five two. Like, Sue right now. Yeah, he, he looks good. That's real good. But uh, goaltending has been an issue. Like some of those goals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No screens. Never the goalie's fault, in my opinion. <laughs> There's no screens. All right, we'll let you guys go. Any any other updates need? Get to work. No, uh, Z, just quick quick take on, on baseball, and then we'll let you go. Oh, baseball. What do you want to know? I just, about, I, I just want to know about um, the lockout, and then you can go. Okay, well, to sum it up, okay, did you see the, the funniest thing I've seen today was, well, yesterday, was the MLB give them the money back to the concession workers? Yeah, yeah. They donated like one. Uh, what was it? Whatever it was, it, it, it someone did the math on it. I see it on Twitter. It was twenty dollars per concession worker, for, and they've missed three weeks of work. Oh my god! But the, but brutal. the lockout's a disaster. It's, it's all arrogance. 
Yeah. The players keep sending the, the players keep sending back offers and they're not even negotiating. They're just rejecting the offers. Yeah. Like, how are you going to settle to something if, if, if no one's negotiating? If yeah. no one's budging. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And it's 100%. the owners, too. It's not even just – everyone's saying it's the commissioner. The owners yeah. are being assholes about it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. How bad is it that, like, guys in their 30s are holding out on their, their prime years for guys that are in college right now? Yeah. I don't know. It's the same thing as, as, as a player. The, the whole player thing with the NHL. Yeah. The player uh, – the player, what do they call it? Player, player association? Yeah. 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 100%. 100%. 100%. But it, it's just dumb. Yeah. And then now they're changing the game. Like, baseball's at an all-time low for entertainment. Like, and, and, they, and they're changing it. Like, it's not, it's not, there's different ways. You know, it's the perfect thing to watch. Watch Moneyball. It's the best movie all time. But baseball was so much funner in the early 2000s and 90s. Because guys were taking risks. There's no risks anymore. No one's stealing bases. No one's like it's all sacrifice punts. You're giving away outs. Why no shift. Giving- What's your thoughts on the no shift? Well, it's gonna benefit certain guys. But I I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. Like you're change again, you're changing a whole part of the game that's become like a dominant part of the game. Yeah. 100%. It's gonna it's gonna affect a lot of guys that play. Yeah, 100%, 100%. The big thing, too, is uh, um, the DH uh, the DH rule they put in. Yeah, that's huge. Nah, I've been wanting that for years. Yeah. But baseball is completely different now. Like, who the yeah. fuck? Imagine being in your 70s, 80s watching the game now. They were talking yes. about digital umpires. No shift. <laughs> digital umpires. What yeah. are you supposed to watch if your team's on defense and you're at a baseball game and they're not they're not playing defensive strategy? Yeah. Like, that's part of watching the game when you're a yeah. baseball player. Yeah, 100%. So, like, what are you supposed to watch your pitcher throw from? Like, you can't see the, every pitch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just when you watch baseball, you like to edit. I like I, it. Thank you for the thing. take. Thank you. We needed that. We hey, needed Zach, that. I am from the inside. I'm excited to see you tonight, baby. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> We're going to cut that out. We got to cut that out, Mason. We almost need a base in that tonight. <laughs> I know. I know we did. I'll dust the pads off next year. Okay, boys, awesome. good luck. Okay, thanks, Mace. All right, back to uh, the BTB hockey. That was wild. Uh, back to the BTB hockey pool. Um, the Greek Freak. So I beat Greener. Um, Greek Freak beat Meg. Mason, another big win. A Like, by over a hundred and some points over Mackie, Brett beats Calvin. Number one seed, Whitehead beats number two seed, just missing um, by about 30 and a bit. Um, Giroux beats Cole's team. Not good for Cole, who's trying to make the playoffs. Good for Giroux, who's trying to squeak in. And the insider with the upset over Polly V. Yeah. Beating Polly V. So now, here are the standings. We have the North Koreas. Max Whitehead at 17 and 1. We got Roberto just missing at 14 and 4. The Greek Freak at 14 and 4. Tied at so tied second. Roberto gets the edge on you on the points four. Myself, I'm in solo fourth at 11 and 7. A huge matchup against Polly 10 and 8. Who he, I think he's whooping me right now. Um, we got Brett. At 10 and 8 at Soul 6. Then we got 
Greener in the insider at seven and eight at nine and nine. And on the outside looking in, I believe, is Mason at eight and ten, Drew at eight and ten, Cole at seven and eleven, uh, Mackie at four and fourteen, Calvin at three and fifteen, and Meg at two and sixteen. So safe to say those three playoff dreams are are almost yeah. out the window at this point. But and yeah. that is your BTB hockey pool update, Tom. Yeah, just to uh, talk a little bit of hockey, Jim. I got some flack when I chose my boy, Austin Matthews, instead of McDavid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me just tell you now, Jim, he has the best odds to win Mr. MVP of the league. Now, do I think he, he'll he get it? Possibly. Do I think Sturkin has a, you know, just as good of a case to win it with what he's done with the New York Rangers? Yes. But Matthews in our league is ranked higher than Mr. Connor McDavid, fantasy rank. And he has 43 goals this year. Okay. So end of end of the month of March, obviously March 28th, the Monday, is my birthday. March 27th, my dad was um, nice enough to treat me and Brett and his dad, Dino, uh, hopefully he's listening to this, to March 27th, Sunday night. The Leafs are at home to the Florida Panthers. So my dad dusted off his wallet and got some tickets for that game for my birthday. So I'm going to watch Mr. Andrew Burnett and his Florida Panthers, Sudbury boy, against my Leafs, which could be like the battle of first place for the Atlantic Division. So or, and or also first round playoff matchup. Yeah, or the first round. Nice, Jim. Wow. That, you know what, Zinger? That was good. Good good for you. By then, the Leafs hopefully have a re- revamped decor because the trade deadline will be done. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury will be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Shake your head. I know. That one's tough. So, But anyways, I'm saying and the Leafs are exciting to watch. And I don't know, dude. It's I don't want to get my hopes up again. You always say that. Don't get your hopes up, but. Tom, we do it every year. Like, just stay grounded, buddy. Don't get too excited. We'll see what I happens. Know. We'll I will see, see what, what happens, happens. But I'm excited for that game for my birthday and to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that uh, will be a fun time. Is that a record? You're going to be – there'll be three Leafs games in a year. So, let, let's just put this in perspective. I went to the Vegas game when they hosted Vegas. I went to – what other game did I go to? Oh, Columbus with Brett. Um, now this game. And I have been to a Toronto-Chicago Bulls-Raptors game. When Demar Derozan was in town, so yeah, I'm That's... I'm gonna say record for me, but dude, it entertainment for to watch my Leafs like live like that, like any sporting event. Now were the is... tickets were the tickets off Star Star One or, or yes, that? yes, yes. Shout, Shout out, out to Dawson Royale. I was Star just about tickets, yeah. I was just about to say that he hooked me. Where up. are you sitting? Um, section I have it on my phone right here. Section 109. It's at the blue line where the Leafs score twice. Um, 18 rows up, Jim, to be great exact. Spot, great spot. Okay. Great and it spot. seats three, four, five, six. So it's like are almost you the red line. side or are you, uh, other side of the rink? Other side of the rink, I believe. Gotcha. It's okay. Good. It's a good spot. It's a good spot. It's a great spot. So looking forward to that. Uh, one more thing I was going to say about that weekend. Oh, Dawson, since you haven't been to Mr. Prime Rib before, correct? He wants correct. to treat us. Well, he doesn't want to treat us. I'll treat you guys. Since whatever Dawson's done for us, he's done a lot for me for tickets. 
we got to go to to prime rib s3 because that's his his go-to spot love it um also tom that when's that game the 27th the sunday i got great news for you buddy what you won't have to wear a mask when you go into that i i knew you were gonna say that march 21st buddy we uh we are free at last free at last free at last just i mean it's uh, it's time it's to came start to the point on. yes it's, it's came it's time to, the point. to start living with it um yeah so there you go tom good stuff all right uh on to we miss it we missed anything tom i i haven't caught anything no one's told well, me anything one thing i wanted to miss that my I audio m- sucked the last yeah no 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 you've been good um we talked about the noge a little bit but my saint charles cardinals Looking for another city championship. Well done, Tom. Tonight, well done, I think buddy. I think it's tonight, eight thirty. So maybe next pod we can talk about it. Or look to have Mister Rob Zanata or Darren Michaludi on oh the coach. Oh my the, god, the duo, that would be unbelievable. The duo to talk about it because I'm I'm not sure if they're doing NASA or Offsa. I don't think they are. Um, but yeah, shout out our boy Benny Benny Folk, brother of uh, Alex. Yes, yes, um, yes. Who, who's on that team? Also, shout out Alex Folk to play Band in Dunes. Uh, I heard it was absolute grind, but yeah, um, great plug, yeah. Tom. Great plug. We haven't missed. We haven't missed too much, but we'll I'm to, do the ad- I want to get Zana- that is a dynasty that what Zana- that hockey team has been. Yes, yeah, and now look who's helping out the dynasty himself, who played there for yes. four years, five years. Mister Ryan Litema yes. going back now so- is a teacher and is now a former player of the program, but now helping out coaching. So I, I don't know if you remember, but it was probably the, one of the greatest high school matchups of all time. Yeah. Uh, 20, oof, I can't remember. It was like 16, okay. 17 Lockerbie St. Charles. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cities, Garson arena. When I'm talking packed, you full, could not find a barn. seat. You could not yeah. find a seat at Garson arena. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And that's, um, and that's the best of playing high school. Like the city championships yeah. for that. Packed. Yeah. It's too bad. High school hockey is not the same like it used to be. But yeah. that, that was probably the best of the best uh, at that time. It yep. was unbelievable hockey. They played each other in the, in a great city finals and they played each other in NASA too, yep. um, which is wild, wild. Um, all right. Great plug, Tom. Anything else? Let- yeah, I got to give you a little ad read. And I also have to talk a little bit about missing a little bit after, but let me give you an ad read for just missing. Yep. So th- this company specializes in comfortable and affordable streetwear. Not to mention, as stated earlier in the episodes in the past, the founder of the company is now a new member of the podcast. Just missing helps bring you awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's Not Alone line, raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon-to-be Sudbury. Visit their website to check them out at www.justmissin.com or check them out on their Instagram page at justmissin. When you do purchase anything from this site, Just Missin, led by Roberto Bagnano, has set up our BTB fans with a promo code. At checkout, type in the promo code BTB20. That is BTB20 for 20% off all apparel. A deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing. And obviously, big thanks to Roberto for what he's done for us so far with the collab of the hoodies and obviously the Junkyard Dog tees as well. So uh, BTBX missing to the moon. And one thing I wanted to shout out is that me and him have been cooking I mean, cooking in the lab for some new golf merchandise coming out, hopefully in the weeks to come. 
Um, we've been spending a few hours on Zoom. And uh, our boy, I guess he's kind of like our Matt Merles, just because of how much he's listened and how much he's helped with um, the Photoshop, or not Photoshop, the photo shoots that we've done, this and that. Brett Jacklin has came on as well for some style tips, just because he, as everyone knows, Brett's got good style. So he's, he has some input for the golf swag as well. But one thing Roberto wanted me to mention is uh, stay tuned in the weeks to come, probably in the next five, six days, could be earlier. Uh, just missing is doing the March madness bracket pool again, that they did last year with picking the song, um, all that stuff. So give a little plug out there to, to get your entries in. Love it, Tom. Love it, buddy. Great job. Um, yeah, I think that's about, that's about it. I have nothing else. Um, yeah, on my end. Um, I think, uh, I think another episode down the hatch. Um, on the hatch, on the hatch, another good one. Um, episode 54. You know, thank you to our sponsors, thank you to everyone that's taking care of us. Um, we're 54 episodes in, folks. It's crazy. Um, so we'll keep going, of course. Um, cannot wait. Golf is coming soon, so cannot wait to get that going. Um, but other than that, folks, listen, thank you so much. Um, thank you to Braz for hopping on. We'll get that in person, we'll get the golf going. Uh, we apologize for the audio on that too. But anyways, um, thank you. Thank you so much for taking care of us, supporting us. You're on the rocket ship. We got big, like massive announcements coming out yeah. soon. Yeah. We can't say just yet, but absolutely massive announcements coming out. So watch out for that. Um, and other than that, enjoy uh, everyone the rest of the week. Sail off with BTB into the weekend. We'll see you. Uh, for another episode. Take care.
My love for 